Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the uh, more surprising stories uh, as part of the, the shutdown order and the, the guidance from the CDC and the White House to, to limit gatherings to no more than 10 people has been the shutdown of, of mass, of services across the diocese of Toledo and, and around the state. Bishop Daniel Thomas is joining us now. Bishop, I, I, I kind of feel regrettable. Uh, re- I kind of regret not going to have my throat blessed on, on the Feast of St. Blaise a few weeks ago, last time we spoke. Scott, I was ready to do it for you, but you never showed up. I know. I was disappointed. I know, I know. Bishop, it's... Well, listen, thank you. Thank you for having me today, and I'm glad to be on with you and all your listeners. It's, this is really unprecedented. I don't recall ever hearing... Of, of masses shut down. I, I live in a, on the Gulf Coast. Even after a hurricane, we would find somewhere to have services. Certainly, it's unprecedented in our lifetime. And, Scott, the language is important, too, because it's that all public masses are suspended. So mass, so to speak, is not shut down because every priest will be offering mass privately. So that means the holy sacrifice of the mass continues and all the spiritual effects of mass continue it just means we cannot, as Catholics, we have to sacrifice gathering for the Mass on Sundays and receiving, of course, the Holy Eucharist. But the Mass and all of its spiritual effects, as all throughout the world, does continue. You know, I, I, I was kind of joking that I was going to call you last Monday as, as the pandemic really started to spread and, and cases in the U.S. started to break. I, I started to, to think, you know, the Catholic Church with the sign of peace and the, the sharing of the the the, the communion uh, chalice would really be ground zero in, in an e- easily spreadable virus. Right. And we had already before this radical step as a diocese and many Catholic dioceses throughout the United States had already taken steps of that nature because already, Scott, those things are optional in the mass already. So we encouraged all of our priests and deacons that and parishes that they would exercise the option. So we've been doing that for some time, not extending an invitation to the sign of peace, and also, of course, not uh, distributing the precious blood in the chalice. And most people understand that to receive communion, if I receive under the form of bread or the form of wine, I receive the body and blood of the Lord full and entire, um, there were some folks who simply didn't understand that they received the whole Christ when they received one species. So what, what happens to Easter now, Bishop? So right now, uh, the bishops have suspended public Mass through and including Easter. Now, of course, that's barring an unforeseen reality. We would be delighted and grateful if it were possible to celebrate the Easter mysteries on Easter Sunday. I think you and all the listeners know, Scott, it sounds more and more from government that that may be more and more unlikely because the reality is they're telling us now that this could go in beyond July, sadly. Uh, what, what kind of alternative plans does the diocese have in place? Uh, I know that there is 
Catholic Radio, EWTN, are, are you broadcasting Mass? Will you broadcast the Way of the Cross? Sure. So all throughout the diocese, we're uh, offering already through many of our parishes and then all of the social media platforms, Scott, that are available to people to be able to listen to on broadcast, on radio, or to watch on television or live streamed the Catholic Mass on Sundays. We have every intention of making the effort to live stream, for example, the liturgies of Holy Week from the cathedral, and many of our parishes already have the capacity. They've been live streaming Mass, some of them even for years already, so their shut-ins and the faithful who are unable to get to Mass have access to watching and engaging Mass. And when folks do that, Scott, they're invited to make a spiritual communion because they can't actually receive our Lord in the Holy Eucharist, but they're invited to make a spiritual communion, uniting themselves with our Lord and then with all the other faithful participating in that prayer. You know, if this just technology had been around when I was an altar boy, I guess I know how, how Father Raggy would have assigned me in, in, in church each week. <laughs> and, you know, it's an amazing thing because this is not the first time the church has responded to a, a situation like this through the centuries. So we know that all sorts of plagues and outbreaks have happened, and we're aware that in history there have been saints like St. Saint Charles Borromeo, who even though they had to suspend public Mass, he went into the street and offered Mass while people leaned out of their buildings to hear the Mass. Well, now we have the capacity of people doing that by the miracle of social media, for which we're very grateful. So, if, uh, Bishop, explain to me uh, how, how we get around the, the Holy Day of Obligation that Easter is and Good Friday. Right. Well, of course, only, only in extreme and grave circumstances does the Church permit a bishop to dispense the faithful from the obligation of Sunday Mass or a Holy Day. So this is one of those situations, because we know to safeguard not only our Catholic faithful, but the greater community from the serious threat and spread of the coronavirus, did the bishops take such a radical and really unprecedented step. So the bishop has the right, according to the Church's law, to do that in a grave situation. We're talking with Bishop Daniel Thomas here on News Radio 1370 and 92.9 FM. Bishop, is, is the Catholic Church right now working kind of the same way like my company, iHeartMedia? Are you having conference calls with the other bishops around the state of Ohio? Are you hearing from, from the, the Catholic hierarchy in the United States and, and from the Vatican on, on how to deal with this crisis, both in the U.S. and around the world? Are, are these decisions of the diocese being made in a vacuum? Or do you have, do you have like the, an emergency operations plan like we're getting? Is, is somebody sending you the continuity of, of, of government plan to the Catholic Church? I don't, I don't know how this works. I know how it works in a, in a business setting, but I, I don't know what's sure. happening there. Well, like you, we're citizens of the country, so we're receiving everything that's coming from the government. And that also is because, of course, we have employees. So we're receiving all those guidelines and, of course, all the health care guidelines. On a Catholic Church level, Scott, we're also receiving and engaging, for example, first here in our own diocese in our pastoral center, we have a coronavirus response team and are communicating with all our parishes and faithful. In addition to that, we're in communication, and all the bishops are in communication with the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and all this coming out on a national level in that regard. And of course, for example, just yesterday, 
we met as Ohio bishops, the Catholic bishops of the state of Ohio, and that was in Columbus in a meeting, and we, in fact, engaged the governor personally. He was supposed to be in person. Sadly, we could only engage him by telephone because of his schedule. And then I've also personally engaged a number of healthcare officials throughout our counties. So this is a very, very broad and informed cons uh, consultation. So we're not acting in, in any way on our own. Uh, so we're very grateful for that kind of interaction and community work. Bishop, I, I'm sure you saw the, you, you've seen the stories from this week of Pope Francis uh, walking the streets of of Rome and, and Vatican City, which in and of itself is is quite unusual. That there, there are no crowds there. I, I can't imagine the Pope normally being able to stroll uh, through Rome without just being inundated by by the faithful and and the people of of the city. But yet he was able to do that yesterday. Can you tell us anything about the the significance of uh, Pope Francis? stopping at the Church of San Marcello in, in Rome uh, yesterday to pray? Sure, and of course that, that has been uh, all across media. At San Marcello there is uh, what is what is known as a miraculous crucifix. It's a crucifix that over the centuries has been taken out into the streets when there's been a plague or some sort of grave health crisis. And in fact, Pope Francis wanted to pray before that crucifix for the health and well-being of all the people of Italy and, of course, of all the people of the whole world. So it was very significant, and given the fact that those folks, like, like so much of the rest of the world, are quarantined to their homes, that's the reason why the streets were emptied, because out of respect for one another and care for the health of the community, they're taking the utmost uh, precautions against the spread of the coronavirus. Pope Francis will hold uh, Easter services in, uh, at the Vatican uh, without, without a crowd for the first time, I believe, probably ever. Uh, obviously concerns about the Pope's health. Uh, he's, he's elderly. He's uh, perhaps in frail health. But I, I get the impression that, that this Pope just wouldn't care, that if he had an opportunity to mingle with, with uh, anyone infected by the, the coronavirus, that he wouldn't hesitate to do it. I, I certainly agree, Scott. Of course, the reality is, too, that Pope Francis it, it does fall in that category of folks who are compromised because of his age. He's over 80 years old. And also because, you may or may not know, he only has part of one lung as a result of an early surgery. I forgot about that. So, You're right. Yeah. So in many ways, he, he himself is personally compromised. And I'm sure they're taking every precaution to try and keep him healthy as well. How are you and, uh, and the priests of the Diocese of Toledo handling the anointing of the sick right now? Pope Francis is, is I know, telling everybody to go out and visit the sick. Uh, do you have any concerns if called upon? Well, we want to first honor and observe all of those restrictions that have been put in place, obviously by our hospitals and our healthcare institutions. But in the case where there are those folks who are ill or in danger of death, certainly it's up to us, and we will extend the sacraments of the church, so anointing of the sick, the sacrament of reconciliation, and viaticum, or Holy Eucharist, when someone is in danger of death. We certainly are extending those sacraments and stand ready to do that for any of our faithful who are in need. How many bridezillas have you heard from in the last couple of weeks upset that their weddings are going to be postponed? Well, Scott, actually, it's up to the couple if they want to postpone their wedding, because a wedding 
or a funeral, as we know, is a very significant celebration, which we're suggesting could be celebrated in the company of a very limited number of people, which would be probably immediate family. And they can stand in the back of the church. (laughs) Well, well, as long as it's sanitized. Right. Uh, uh, I just promoted you, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Please don't give me that title, Scott. Bishop, Lord, I am not worthy. <laughs> what, what what are we going to do, Bishop, about all the, the the canceled fish fries? Can we bring those back in, like, July? Well, remember, many of them are not canceled, Scott, because they've reinvented ways to do it, which I'm very proud of our people because they want to provide, obviously, for the for the faithful and those who are interested. And clearly, they don't want to lose money because many have purchased, you know, all supplies. the fish, yeah. So in many ways, a number of them have gone simply to takeout or drive-through, which means that they're, you know, the, the essential number of people who are needed to produce the meal are doing so, and they are simply providing it by takeout or drive-through. And I, I didn't know that. to me a, a pretty, a pretty uh, unique initiative on their part. All right, we're, we're launching a, a website here in the next uh, day or two. Uh, for restaurants in, in the Northwest Ohio area who are providing takeout and carryout services and deliveries. I want to make sure that we include all of the churches who are still offering uh, a fish fry as well. So I'll, uh, I'll reach out to Kelly Thank and see if we can get a list of that. That's a great idea. Thank you, Scott. Bishop Daniel Thomas, Diocese of Toledo, here on News Radio 1370 and 92.9 FM. Bishop, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks. Great to be with you. And uh, I, I'm sure that uh, your blessings for the people of, of Northwest Ohio and the diocese will continue during this difficult time. Thank you, Scott. I just want to extend my prayers to our whole community and let them know that in my prayer are, is not only our Catholic community, but our broader community all throughout this area, so that the Lord would keep us safe, that the Lord would heal anyone who is suffering illness, that he would comfort anyone who has lost a loved one, and that he would bring a swift end to this health crisis that we're experiencing. Everybody, even me? You, first of all, Scott. (laughs) Bishop, all the best. I I thank you, sir. Blessings. Thank you so much. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.